0: Danny, this is crazy, man. You got everybody thinking that we're kissing sisters out. See, I mean, at this one, point, one Danny, you're player. drunk. Like, <laughs> you know how you know how everybody says when you it's when you tie it's like a brother and sister kissing. Like, no, you never heard, you never that,
1: heard that. Oh, you're a wild bro. No. That's, that's the battered way of looking at things, though, right? Because
0: we're the battered Ian. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again.
2: Chris, the Herons are back welcome everyone to a special episode of 47 of the battered hair Ons podcast this was not originally scheduled but once we got the news dropped once chris lost his shit when he heard the news and he talked to me i said you know what i think it's time to get on the mics because i feel like you need to air out your grievances live on youtube and we're still going to be on at nine o'clock like regularly scheduled with our man joe show the shaw but uh Chris, how are you doing?
0: I you know, know I was looking, I was looking forward to this episode, right? But here we got Lucas chiming in just real early, right? Let Chris <laughs> Henderson cook. You just reminded me to bring the adobo and all the stuff that I have in my kitchen. Because I think he needs a little bit of help cooking. Either that or he's getting saucy in the kitchen. Because Oh, my God. We robbed Montreal? What? Look, for the record, it's funny because just
2: two weeks ago, I came out on a limb, right? And I didn't say I was anti Chris Henderson. I still think he's done a great job with everything that he's been handed, right? The roster he was handed, um, all the penalties and sanctions that he's had to work through. I feel like he's done a great job. But I did bring up the fact that maybe we should start questioning just a little bit. If we're going to question Neville, why not question Henderson also, right? I think it's only fair. But you said that I was crazy and you started bashing me because you love Henderson and he shouldn't be questioned. So, as Michael Scott would say, "My, have the turntable's turned.
0: Are you questioning I think Chris that, Henderson now? I th- I think I think that it is ridiculous to, I mean, w- what are we doing here? Like, did we sign Bryce Duke, like, on one of those little kitty writing pads that you just shake and erase? Because that's basically what we did. We signed his contract for absolutely no reason, because this guy's just shipped off. I don't know if there's any monetary value coming back to the team. It like is. Later look, I, have it, I have it up there on the bo- bottom right corner. I have... Um... I have what we got in return. Um, So we got Gam Tam and no thank you, ma'am. Okay. Get out of here, Chris Anderson. Are we ready to get into the actual trade or do you want to let off a little more steam? Let's let's talk about real information. Go give numbers and all that kind of other crap. So on the way out, heading north of the border, we have Bryce Duke,
2: which everybody, I think it was just about unanimous uh, across the fan base. Everybody thought that he was a future star on this team, a foundational piece, a possible future 10. Everybody loved Bryce Duke. It was hard to find the inter Miami fan that was not excited to see what Bryce Duke would bring so much. So that we saw that extension that he got earlier a a month or so ago and everybody was ecstatic. That's it. We got one of our core pieces moving forward, but he goes now to Montreal along with Ariel Lasseter. Now, Look, I, I hate bashing players. I mean, I know that we do it just because we talk about the team. So I, I I'm I don't want to bash him on the way out, but I'm not necessarily that upset to see Ariel Lasseter leave. I mean, how many times did we see him with a good opportunity to score either hit the post or hit a defender when there was no goalie around? Like it was he wasn't good at finishing, although he had the speed to make some things happen. I'm, I think Ariel Lasseter might have been kind of like a throw-in, as,
0: as, as well, messed up I as think, that may sound. I, I think that for sure Duke uh, spiced up that trade. I think the fact that Duke was included in the trade was basically the thing where Montreal said, I think we got to take this because this kid could potentially be part of our future. Now, Lasseter, I mean, uh, he's still young, I guess, so he can be effective, just uh, maybe in the right system. I mean, and I've been a, a huge supporter of Lassiter. um I, I've always thought that the way that he plays is very is, is very good. His speed, and I love Adrian that he just put that up and and you you brought it down. That we keep a percentage off of these guys. So if if Duke does go overseas, then we're get getting a cut off of that. Of that. So right. I, I'll and like, take. And that. like
2: Matthew said, this is as far as a business move goes. We got Duke for hundred k. And in return, in this deal, we got 1.3 million in game. So yeah, we money wise, business wise, this was a win. Now, when we're talking just soccer, right? Bryce Duke, we had Dixon Arroyo coming in. Dixon Arroyo, I think we can all agree was gonna be a starter, no matter what. There's no way that he we get him and he's not a starter from day one. So somebody needs to be sacrificed. It's not gonna be Mota. We all feel like Pisados played pretty well. So who was going to get sacrificed? There's a good chance that Bryce Duke was heading to the bench anyway. So what did we do? We made the best out of our current situation. We needed to shake things up. And let's be honest. Bryce Duke wasn't playing that well this year. And I know what you're going to say. He was playing out of position. I get it. I get it. We all thought that he would be a good 10 while we waited for hopefully Messi in the summer. But... He has to play well wherever they put him. He has to accommodate and accommodate quickly. It was, I want to say it was Ian Hess that put, that he had talked to um, Neville not too long ago. And they were talking about how he sat down with Bryce Duke. And he said, Bryce, you got to get comfortable playing either the six or the eight. Because Inter Miami is the type of team that will constantly bring a DP number 10. Right? That's what we're looking for. At the number 10 position, we're going to constantly be looking for a DP, a big name. So Bryce Duke probably isn't going to get a chance to be a 10. If he is, it'll be temporary. It's not going to be a long-term solution at the 10. So he was going to have to accommodate to playing the 6 or the 8 because he wasn't going to get much spill at the 10 on this franchise long-term. So if he didn't feel comfortable with the 6 and 8 roles, he might have wanted out also.
0: So I see Adrian just plugged in. No one's going to give us a player plus gam for bizarro or mota i I could see that but i mean why why can't we include garbage stefanelli in the trade instead of duke like we don't have any any sort of uh any any sort of like uh like big link with um with stefanelli well first of all i'm not exactly sure how the
2: rules work i'm not sure if you can go ahead and trade a player just like a month or two after signing him but I mean, but then what Montreal, does that say about Duke? But, we just signed. Montre- we signed Duke no, to, no, the, we to, signed the to the data pad.
0: He's,
2: he's he's been with us. But the thing with Duke is Montreal is a selling team. They develop players and they sell them. I yes. promise you, if Duke has potential, Montreal will develop him and they will sell him, and we will see a good percentage of that because that's what Montreal
0: does. I just think that it's a it's a joke. I think it's a joke. That we ended up signing Duke to some agreement contract, whatever, and then weeks later, like uh, he's getting shipped off to freaking Montreal, right? Like Lassiter, I can get right. I mean, he hasn't been performing, Chris, and he's but, been. But Chris. He's actually he's actually been given several opportunities, Lassiter. Duke, well, look, let's look, let's, I, I keep look, 1, look, let's keep it 1,000. Let's keep it 1,000. Duke hasn't been given prime opportunities in the position that he needs to play in at least this year. Maybe last year he had some opportunities, but, I mean, come on. Let's keep it a buck. Like like you
2: said, let's keep it a buck. Everybody, this trade is basically centered around Bryce Duke. So why talk about Ariel Lasseter? We understand what he was. He was a speed guy, game a pace changer. We get it. We appreciate what he did for the team. He wasn't a finisher. I don't think too many people are are too sad to see him go. This is about Duke, right? Yes. And I understand the potential that Duke had, but if in return, we're getting what from everything I've read today, and I'll get on, some Miller. of the numbers from everything I've read today. And some of the numbers that I looked at, one of the better cent- central center backs in the league if you're going to get that in return, you have to give something up. Like, I understand that what you want to do is you want to be like, oh, we'll offer you Harry Neville uh, and uh And, Lassiter, and <laughs> like, you can't. You have to offer something of value. And right now, the same way Inter-Miami fans felt about Duke's potential, I'm sure a lot of teams in the league also feel like this kid has a lot of potential. So he was that that trading piece that we had. So unfortunately, to get a player of Miller's caliber – we had to give up of something of value. And Bryce Duke is what we had.
0: I, look, and and you know I like to look at everything through, through FIFA numbers, right? So this guy, Kamal Miller, had a new, brand new special FIFA card, right? I think it was ranked 87. And so if we look at it that way, where we're trading two bronze cards for a special 87 card, I'll take that any day of the week, right? I mean, look. I looked into I looked into Cabal Miller too, and and look, he has a lot of positive things. His stats are, are are great. He he played a lot of games with CF Montreal. He was starting, and so I I feel like for sure it, the implementation is going to be swift and easy. Yeah, look, Luca, you know I got to go there, buddy. I got to go there. Okay, that's the only way I understand life and look, life and itself. I, I,
2: I love that the comment section is just full of positivity. Everybody is happy oh, with this deal. God. Who would have thought just because yeah, Hendo ago is putting hear... roofies in your, in your drinks? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I also think that everybody blindly loves Hendo, but this was a good deal. Now, for those of you that aren't too familiar with Kamal Miller, drafted by Orlando in 2019, starter from day one. Then he was drafted by Austin in the expansion drive of 2020. And he was immediately traded to Montreal where he started for the last couple of years. He was an all-star last year, 2022. And again, from everything I've heard, one of the best defenders in the league. And also he's played for Canada, the, 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 the national team, 36 caps. He's played 36 games for the international team. Canadian. If you tell me I'm getting a player that has international experience, he played in the world cup. Now, I don't know if he actually got into the games. I I didn't get the chance to get into that. But he was on the national team for the World Cup. Like, this kid has a lot of experience. And I say kid because he's only 25. He's not a 28, 29, 30-year-old grizzly veteran. No, he's still 25. He's just entering his prime now. So this is a good piece we got. Now, what I want to get into now is – well, I'm sorry, before I get into that, are you done – Talking about Duke, or do you want to add anything else about Duke and
0: how you now lost Emerson? You lost Duke. Listen, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, and, and and people brought it up to me on Twitter. It's crazy because I've called two trades. I was dying. I was looking back at all of our episodes. I couldn't find the actual message, uh, the actual time that I said when he was going to get traded. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'm just jinxing people out here, and I got to stop talking about people and getting traded. Or maybe I should talk about Stefanelli getting traded to like, I don't know, Miami no, FC look, or I, don't, something. I don't
2: know why you're hating on Stefanelli. Stefanelli, I understand that he hasn't been producing. Oh, it's been seven games. God. He's getting accustomed to the MLS. He's been playing the 10, which everybody knows he's not a 10. Let's leave him off at the wing. And I think our, our, our formation might be changing soon. All right, so let's get into that. And actually, let me put, for everybody out there in the chat, okay? I'm going to put this out here. Me and Chris are going to, Talk, say what we feel about how this team is going to look after the trade on the field as far as formation goes what players are going to get bench players are going to get started and we're going to do that for the next couple of minutes but after that we want to try something new we're going to put an invite on the chat and if you want to join us in with your camera on and you want to kind of just join the show live and be like a third host we could take turns if anybody wants to jump in i'm going to put that invite there in a couple of minutes and if you want to join feel free and then we'll have you jump in and you
0: can because we're kind of curious as to what other people are feeling, right? So, and you don't have people, to put the camera on either. You could be like uh you could be like Trav and, and like Carmen San Diego it and just not even put your face on the camera. You can come through, put your microphone up, we'll open it up, give you give you guys uh, a couple minutes, we'll kick it, talk about whatever's on your mind with this because Hendo is drunk in the kitchen making no, tacos, I, th- I think, with... think
2: Hendo's finally making moves, and you know what I like is that today he said. That this frees us up to make moves in the near future. Okay, so near future meaning he is not done. And for everybody that's saying, "Oh, we just we just got uh, a million in camp," I'm sorry, in gam. Oh, now we can uh, go Uh, get messy. A million dollars isn't going to get you messy. It's also not going to get you Busquets. Okay, this is a move for the near future. I promise you, this is not done. So like oh yeah we now we got an extra billion dollars now Messi might actually come no that's that's not what's gonna break the camel's back all right like that's not getting messy here anyway
0: well so put the so, link up uh, put put the link okay, up so I'll, that I'll, way I'll these put guys, the invite in yeah put the invite uh, in I mean look I'm telling you about this trade as far as aesthetically is concerned and looking at all the numbers and checking out what their performance was and what fits best with the team okay i'll give it to you guys Hendel's doing something now this guy kamal miller right i mean in a three back line i guess it could fit that's that's what i'm anticipating what i'm anticipating is is that at least what will happen is we'll finally have a good three back line We'll be able to get our, our, our wing backs to push up a little bit more. And so we'll feel a little bit more comfortable. But what bothers me about this trade, and I don't know how much money is getting paid over to, to Jamal. I mean, it says $1.3 in GAM, right? Whatever that means. Uh, I mean, at this point, could that money have gone to allocation money. Whatever. Okay. Could that I, don't money much,
2: have... I don't know how much I don't know how much Posuelo was asking for. I know that it, it was DP money, so we couldn't afford him. I honestly don't know if
0: that if that could have helped us at all. I don't. But I don't... could have could that have been enough money to get Posuelo? Right. So here we are now investing this money to Kamal Miller. Right. We're giving up a potential person that can be able to make a difference in the midfield. He was
2: going to get benched. Duke was going to get benched. And Kamal Kamal Miller. Look, Kamal Miller has one year left on his deal. Okay? So, if we don't like the way things are working out, deuces. Okay? So, and we have an option for 2024. So, the ball's in our court with Kamal Miller. Now, when it comes to how we're going to look on the field now, you said maybe we're looking at three in the back. I think we might be looking at three in the back. Obviously, Neville doesn't trust Saylor or Mabika out there, okay? So because he doesn't, he had Yellen playing one of the three center back roles, which absolutely made no sense to anybody. So now we got Miller, Kristoff, and McVeigh in the back. With those three in the back, and we feel pretty confident with those three in the back, now we can release our wingbacks. We can go ahead and let Negri and Yellen go to work. And honestly, I think that there's a chance that Yellen might get benched. I think there's a chance that they might let Robert Taylor play right wing. He said there's some players that are feeling comfortable, and you and I both agreed that he might be talking about Joseph and about Yedlin. So if yes. he is talking about Joseph and Yedlin, then there's a chance that Yedlin goes and gets benched, and now we have Miller, McVeigh and Christoph in the back with Robert Taylor and Negri running up the wings. So I have well, a
0: feeling that that might be happening. And go ahead, Chris. Uh, nobody cares what you have to say anymore, Danny. We got Matthew Henao sitting in the backstage. He's in the green room. So let's bring him in so that way he can tell us what he has to think about this abomination named Chris Henderson and the moves that he's had to make. So, on, Matthew? Matthew, thank you for joining the batter Hair on show. I want to hear what your opinion is on this clown show.
1: <laughs> clown show. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yeah, we can hear
2: you.
1: Yes. All right. Perfect. So I, I think I can, I'm like a, a guru a little bit with, uh, with the roster cap rules. So I can okay. try to, I can explain it to you guys in a little bit. So GAM is general allocation money. I'm not gonna get into the TAM and international roster slots. That's another thing for another time. But for when it comes to GAM, whenever you have a DP signing, right? A senior DP, there's a lot of it. So if, it, if it's a person over 25 years old And they're getting paid over $612,000 a a year per season. Uh They have to be designated as a DP, right? You can buy them down using general allocation money, you know, let's say,
2: which is what we're trying to do for Gregory.
1: Exactly. You can buy them down. I think the minimum is 200,000, which brings them. If you do the math, my phone is falling. Um, what do you call it? Four hundred twelve thousand dollars, right? So no matter what, no matter what DP you have, your salary cap gets hit six hundred twelve thousand dollars. No yeah. matter what. Yeah. So basically, no matter Posuelo could be asking for, I don't know, two hundred fifty-five million a year. I'm not. I'm not saying that he has Yeah, for you're 4. just throwing a number out. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing throw an X number. No matter what, your salary cap will always be six hundred twelve thousand dollars a year. If you sign him in the summer, it's only $306,000 of general allocation money, which is half of 612.
0: Oh, I see. That makes so a lot we
1: of sense. So so on the Pozuelo deal, because we sign him in the summer, the salary cap only gets hit $306,000 in game. So that's, that's how it is. I think the maximum you can spend on a player is $1.1 million to be able – that that will be a TAM player that you can then buy down using GAM or TAM under a certain amount. So they're under a DP level.
0: Got so, it. Matthew, I need to know what you think about this trade. Do you think it's a great move? Do you think it's a so-so move? What's on your mind in terms of the trade and what we got in terms of what in, in turn – with what we gave away, Chris,
2: don't so, you see the tattoo on his forearm? It says, "In hendo we trust."
1: <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish I had one of those. But um, are are you allowed to? Are we allowed to curse on on this live stream?
0: Have you not? Sure, seen Chris my son's watching, there? but he hears me curse all the time. Who cares? I right,
1: lasted Get the fuck out of here! Get out of here! Never want to see him again, ever again. Bye. He hits the damn corner flag. He's worse than Mota in sending the damn ball for a field goal. It's the worst. He missed a sitter today, and I think that's what – I think Henderson said, we got we got to get rid of this guy.
2: What all about right? Duke? You all right with Duke?
1: No. Nope. We had a breakout season last year, right? Seven goals – seven goals. Seven assists and one goal, right? And we were like, oh, my God, this guy's actually cooking. We stole this guy from LAFC for $100,000, Right? So I'm really iffy on it, but I am happy for him because he's not in a club that ruins his career. We were that is, that his, is a fact. We that were is ruining fact. his career in front of our eyes. We were seeing a bright young talent turn into the next, I, I don't know, what's a young guy who, we, who, who gets ruined in Europe? I don't know. Yeah. What, Chelsea. Anyone who moves to Chelsea, right? Yeah. Joao Felix. He was our Joao Felix. We're, we, were, we were ruining his career. Playing him out of position. His back passing wasn't even his fault because Neville was telling him to back pass and reset because we were insisting on playing out of the back.
2: You know, so Duke you seemed like with, a nice so guy. Are, are you good with Duke for Miller? Great. Final grade. A, B, C, or D. Grade the trade. I think,
1: I think this was an A minus trade. A minus B plus trade. Because the only reason why it's not a. a uh, like a B or a B minus is because come on Miller. We have two center backs. Two stud center backs.
2: I don't One know if two- McVeigh is a stud.
1: Sir Sergey is a stud.
0: Yes. He is a stud. Yes.
2: So McVeigh hasn't been playing like a stud.
1: We have I never said he's a stud. We have two center backs now that oh you're
2: talking stud. about with Miller now.
1: With Miller. Well we have came oh, okay, okay. off you. the World okay. Cup who just yes, came yeah. off the I, th- World I thought Cup. you
2: meant we had one before the trade. Got you. Okay, understood.
1: Oh no, exactly. No, we had like one and a half. You know. You. Yeah, one he's
0: a like a baby stud.
1: He's like a little baby stud. Exactly. Mm. So we have Miller, who just came off the World Cup. You know, he's 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 a part of the big boys. You know, he he's a part of the oh, what's it, uh, Like I would compare it to Glesnes in the Philly Union, or I agree. I know, the Wagner. I would compare it to that. He's like, you know luxury and luxury in mls right and uh we have sergey who just came off the champions league in Shakhtar donetsk so we have a world cup and a champions league defender 30 and 25. one one just coming out of the prime and two just one just getting in the prime if we play a three in the back i think we'll be okay now we won't have to deal with Yedlin jogging to track back because he's, I don't think Yellen's
2: going to be playing. I honestly think Yedlin might get benched and it's going to be Robert Taylor playing that right wing back. That's what I'm
1: expecting. Oh my, what? You
0: my, are my, on my drugs, my, Danny my. D for drugs. Who started at right wing back last game?
1: But he has a point. He did play right wing back last game, which he, makes no freaking last sense. Last
2: game. And last year, I'm telling you, people are telling me he did it. I know he
0: did. I remember him playing right wing back. Listen, I, I give this you. trade a C minus for Chris Ooh. Henderson
1: what do you because think? Because so? Chris
0: Henderson, man, I really don't believe that he made look, it's like I said before. I think statistically and and matching Duke with Kamal Miller, I think it was great. I don't know if it's gonna be great for our future. I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna talk about this messy crap anyway, but I don't know. I don't know what this is gonna be for the future, right? This is like a like a, a move for now. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the good thing about this move is. This move is basically chiming someone in to be able to say, "Well, we pulled this move for you, um, Phil Neville. So if you don't do great now, we're definitely gonna fire your ass."
2: So, all right, Matthew, we got somebody else in the in the back room waiting to get on. We appreciate your time. No I love problem. your comments with the Kendall, uh, not Kendall. Kendall, constantly cooking. That that's literally what I expect Holy to see God. every time he joins the chat. I don't know. I have my doubts, but today he, he made me believe a little more. Appreciate exactly. you, Matthew, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.
1: One last thing. One last thing. Go
2: for it. Go for it.
1: I wish Robbie Robinson got sold instead of Duke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, yes. That,
1: that we can all just blame for a glass plus, legs. A plus extra Nobody's credit. paying for that glass
2: legs. All right. Well, thank you a lot, Matthew. We'll catch you later. Don't get fired, Matthew. Take it easy, bro. All right. So, joining now we got from la ventanita we got my man oh, calypso shit. what's going on
3: i'm here what's up guys how y'all doing <laughs> oh
0: you're in fire
2: you're we're in good. high we're definition good. my
3: friend <laughs> yeah i got the other uh, camera working how y'all doing nah, well, the, the, the microphone glasses, is right godly i mean it's so, uh, <laughs> a little real bit quick jazz, b- before we get to calypso's
2: comments because re- mm. i'm dying to know what calypso says real quick i was looking at you know how over the last couple weeks i keep bringing up the percentage of headed duels that we that we win and we're Dead last in the league. We're like 34, 35%. I decided to look at just our defenders, right? Just our center backs. So this season so far, Kristoff is winning 50% of his headed duels. Average, right? 50% is dead average. You want him to be above average, but dead average. That's where we're at. That's fine. McVay, if you had a guess a percentage for McVay's headed duels, how many, what percent of his headers are is he winning? Give me a percent. Both of you. Give me a percent, Chris. First, more, this gets more than
3: number. thirty. More than thirty
2: percent. More than thirty. Say. Okay, what are you gonna say? Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say like thirty-five. Twenty-two percent. He's winning twenty-two percent of his headed duels. Now you know it would be go worse if you. New... Oh, go ahead. Uh huh. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. So now we go to Kamal Miller. Okay, Kamal Miller isn't that tall of a guy. He's six foot. He's winning seventy-five percent of his headed duels this season. Ooh. There's only seven players that are winning at a higher percentage than him that are defenders. Like, I, is he still going to be winning at, with our short team and people around them? I don't know. But, I mean, I, those are the numbers, and I like those numbers. Another thing, last year, I mean, Gregory's aggressive, so we fouled a lot, right? We were undisciplined. A lot of fouls That was a big problem way, last right? year. Our that was a big problem. Year, yes. So just looking at last year, Gregory, 78 fouls committed. McVay 50, low 40, Yedlin 36. All last season, fouls committed. Yellow cards, 12 Gregory, 9 low, 7 Yedlin, okay? This guy is disciplined. Last season, you know how many fouls he committed all season? He played 27 games. He was an all-star. He committed 16 fouls all season. He had four yellow cards all season. What does that tell me? He's a disciplined defender. We don't have to worry about him making some boneheaded fouls, okay? So another, at another least we Ukrainian know we got Bobby. that.
3: That's it. So <laughs> at least ne- we got and him that. him next to Kristoff, uh, that's going to be a crazy pairing. Yes. Um So I originally, so um I originally, yours, Kalev, so what do you think? I originally read the, the 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 tweet wrong. I don't know if like how they wrote it or I just I'm an idiot and I read it wrong. I thought <laughs> that we were giving away the gam and the two players. I was like originally I was like what the. Uh? I was like oh then I read okay okay. So now that I know that we're getting a pretty good defender and we got over which by the way, I've, apparently this is the most get deal we've ever like ever in MLS history. In a trade, yeah. That's crazy we had, to me. We
2: had the first before, I think, with uh it was um Morgan.
3: yeah, because it was one point, Morgan, Lewis Morgan. It was 1.2 million. Yeah. So we so both times we have the most in game. That's crazy. Um Hendo's cooking as usual. Um, and not only that, <laughs> we still have that one guy from MLA coming. That I assume that's what they were talking about when they said they're gonna get a deal done in a couple of days. I assume that's who it was, but we're yeah, gonna have. It's already do- that one's already technically done. I think it's already official, no? Um, he alluded that it was pretty much done, just ironing out the kinks and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Well, if- listen, if any- it's
0: it's it's Instagram official because I think that he friended Campana, so it's it also
3: he also, also put up a post saying goodbye to the team, basically. Ooh, he's like, Oh, well, thank you for the time, blah blah blah. Thanks for having it's me. In the bag. But I don't know if you guys know about the whole his whole issue in Ecuador, how they weren't paying him. And he put them on blast, no? Yeah, they had been paying him since October. Hmm. And he put them on blood. Not even just him, the team. None of the players were getting paid since October. And then he put them on blast, and then they punished him for. Him putting them on blast, even though they didn't refuse to pay him, like it was a yeah. wild situation. Um, but I think having him and so how you feeling about
2: the trade, trade in out. general, how you feeling about the trade in general? The trade, like, I think it's letting getting, go we, of Duke.
3: As much as I love Duke, he was underperforming. I, I love Duke, he was a great, I think he had potential. I met him a couple of times, he's a great guy. But if we're gonna talk just X's and O's or whatever, he was underperforming massively. It it is what it is, it's sports. Um, same thing with Lassiter. He had so many chances. He we did. He so did. Many he had chances. a lot. And, he started and, a lot last year too. He, start, he started a lot because we needed him because people were constantly suspended. So I yeah. think that so I and I kind of said it. Uh, I come to it like it's kind of it's time just time to just rip off the Band-Aid. We're on a five game losing streak. It's still the beginning of the season, and we have a good we have a break now. So like no time like the present, right? If you can get this guy, perfect
2: time, perfect and time. you
3: can just do it. Hey, do it and the last thing i'll say about this is i saw franco and i'll talk to him about this like next time i see him about he kind of ca- characterized it as phil noble was kind of like talking i don't say talking shit but like he kind of was two-faced because he was talking good about bryce Duke and how he wanted to be part of the the future of the team but like it's yeah. sports man sometimes you just get a good deal you're like you know what Shit, we got to take that deal, man. That, that's yeah, how I it is. was going to say,
2: like, if, if, look, if, would anybody be saying this if in return we got a big name from Europe? No, nobody would be saying this. But right now, it's like, oh, yeah. but he said Duke's part of our future and that he likes him. At the time, yeah. yeah. Player, you have to give up a good player. Like, whenever you see p- fans on Twitter, like, doing these, like, Oh, uh, hypothetical trades. They're always going ahead and they're receiving Messi but they're giving away Harry Neville. Like that like that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, like like not, you yeah. have to give up something of value if you want to get something good back. You have to give something up. Like that's just the way it of works. Course. It's a business. Yeah. And and I I mean some business or some general managers are idiots, but for the most part, most are going to try to get something worthwhile. So we had mm-hmm. to if we if if Kamal Miller is as good as some people are saying, like we had to give up Bryce Duke. Who else would you give up? Like who else on this team holds as much value as Bryce Duke did, as far as potential goes? Campana yeah, potential. maybe. And Campana we just signed,
3: and we just signed him off alone on a big deal, so we're not getting rid of him. That's just that doesn't make oh. business sense. Not even just tactical oh. sense. Business sense. I think does he's talking about Campana. Yeah that's, what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We. Oh yeah, no, remember, we're not. We're not. We're, remember, he was on loan from Wolves, and then we signed him permanently. So to, to no, do and, that and, and then get rid of him it would be stupid. And we also feel like
2: he is gonna be a star. like that's that's the hope that everybody has, and he's only yeah. played one game for 60 minutes. So I think we haven't lost all hope with him. We're just waiting to see what he does. Well, I, I agree. So you're okay with Duke. Now, as far as how we're gonna look on the field, what are you thinking as far as as the on the field look? Because I'm thinking we're gonna go with three in the back, but mm-hmm. some people are saying maybe McVeigh's gonna lose his spot and we're just gonna stay with two in the back. And now that we have Dixon Arroyo at the six, maybe Yedlin and Negri can push up a little further, like they were doing. Because now we have Dixon to go ahead and drop back a little further, and now yeah. we can cover up those empty holes on the sides. Like, how pretty do you think much. we're gonna look?
3: Um, pretty much, I saw. I have a tweet here from Tom Bobert that pretty much I agree with what he's saying. Like he mentioned, like you mentioned, three in the back. So we have Miller, Christoph, McVeigh, Yedlin, Negri on the sides. Arroyo, he's. It's pretty much done. Arroyo in the middle next to Pizarro, Mota, and Cambana, and uh, Martinez at the top. I think that's a great yeah. formation. I think that's perfect because we can still it is, it is. we can still keep running up on, up and down the wings ad nauseum like we always do, like we've been doing all season. But now we actually have ways to go up the middle and actually like play through the middle instead of just like that last game. Literally just all we did was run up and down and cross. That's all we did. But now we actually have options of the middle.
0: This this has got to suck for people like Mabika and uh, and Sailor. Sailor. You no, know? I mean they. Yeah, that's yeah. They, they must be feeling the sting for Don't sure. They'll play at FIU. Oh, well,
3: Mabika <laughs> was playing. Um, I'm pretty sure he played in the MLS Pro match. You'll be there, right? Oh yeah, I bought my ticket. I'm oh, ready gone. Um, but yeah I, think, yeah, I think he played in the MLS Pro match lately. So he does. We'll he does. It. So
2: does Marsman and all them. But yeah.
3: Uh, I, I'm i wondering
2: now if we go three in the back with our two wing backs, and we keep the two strikers right up top there's a lot of people that are all of a sudden going to be left on the bench because we're not only going with this new formation but it's two brand new players so all of a sudden we think Mota's going to be starting almost for sure right we think Campana's going to be starting up top if Joseph doesn't start it might be Borgelin but it'll be one I, of ho- the two.
3: I, I honestly think it should be Borgelin right now
2: well I, I Yeah, As do I, to an extent. I I think that that's what's going to happen, right? But if it's not Borgelan, it's Joseph. But we know it's Joseph or Borgelan with Campano up top. We know in the back are three CBs. We know it's going to be negative on the left. We know Mota's staying. So the two question marks for me are, is it Pizarro or is it Stefanelli next to Mota? And on the right wing back, I still think it's Robert Taylor, but a lot of people are saying that I'm crazy and they think it's going to be Yedlin. What are you guys thinking?
3: Go ahead, Chris.
0: Uh listen, the Stefanelli, I like I said last episode, that whole experiment. I'm so done with it. I'm so I done think Brizzaro should start I, also. Yeah, no, uh, that
3: that goes without a shadow of a doubt. What what do you think, Calypso? I think Frizzaro has actually been playing pretty well, to yes. be honest. He's been playing really well. Like he's not scoring, but he's constantly going after the ball. That one goal from um, I think was Gene Watson when he just took it outside the box and just shot it. Yes, that was because of um that was because of Pizarro being tenacious. He's not the person that's gonna be doing the leading pass or whatever or getting through passes, but he's been that guy that's just been a maniac running around the midfield like chasing people, and that's kind of what we need right now. We just need a tenacious go after people and just tackle them or grab the ball or whatever he needs to do. He's been filling that role really well, even though he's not scoring. But then again, nobody's scoring on our team right now.
2: Yeah, that
3: that's true. And
2: Pizarro isn't a scoring kind of player anyway like you don't expect goals from him my understanding is that in his career his entire career his best season as far as scoring goals was seven goals so he's he's not not somebody that consistently puts it in the back of the net like that's not his game but he'll get you there he'll get you there right and he'll and he'll have that key pass or the key play that would be like a hockey assist you can say right that doesn't count in the stats but he created the play like that's the type of game that he has going right now mm-hmm. but we need somebody to help him finish to connect with him and to and to connect with the the two up top now i'm hoping that now we could free up negri and what i think is going to be robert taylor up on the wings with the two center backs we have some more room to roam and our wing backs don't have to be so focused in on i got so much shit to worry about i got to go and contribute on offense Shit, I got to get back on defense like they can go ahead and be a little more clear minded with what they're doing, because they got a lot of responsibilities right now. Probably Mm -hmm. the most on the team. Those two guys have been running back and forth and holding a lot on their shoulders. So I really hope that this kind of lessens the load for them a bit. Mm -hmm. I want to bring up a comment that
0: that someone made up here. Okay, uh, well, go ahead. You, then I want to bring up I want to bring up pinatas real quick. Also, go ahead. Go well, ahead first. Uh, the the comment I want to I want to bring here is is Steve Munoz coming through with it with a dime. That P, that is the only midfielder that's always probing and more vertical, and then on top of that, you have, you know, Matthew asking with the trade we kiss goodbye to the four four two diamond, which I think no, leads into so. the one that you put that you put. Yes, because all right. So Roosevelt Pineda, well, he said, four four two diamond is better because the wingers don't come back faster. This so what, what I, do you so so what do you think, Calypso? Do you think that the four four two diamond is 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 out of here, or do you think that that's something that we're still going to be able to retain?
3: I think we'll pull it out when we need to if it's necessary, like we have a suspension or injury. But I think that uh three what is it three five whatever formation three five I, two it's five, I it's think
2: five, five three two three five five. It's- Five three two, yeah. Whatever. yeah. I think
3: that'll is. be our main formation. And and keep in mind, and I'm glad they stopped doing this. Remember last year, they would actually put a formation when they put a lineups. But Phil will never, ever, ever follow that formation. Yeah,
0: of course. Never. Yeah, they'd
3: lie to you. He, he, not even he's supposed to be He would just constantly change the formation. So that's why I'm not too worried about any what specific formation we're going to start in. Because he's going to change up the formation anyways halfway through the game. Yeah. Anyway. So to me, I it's kind of a moot point. Kind of.
2: Mike? My question is, if we spent the whole preseason preaching about the four-four-two diamond, this is what we were preparing for up until a couple of minutes before the first game of the season kicked off, which is when we were all surprised that Campana was hurt. Like, this was supposed to be our formation for the season. We mm-hmm. finally yeah. got Campana back with Joseph, and we don't try it out? Like, wasn't this supposed to be like what our bread and butter was going to be. We're going to do the 4-4-2. We got the strikers up top. Is it because we don't have a 10 that we're like, you know what, maybe we don't want to do it anymore? Because I'm surprised that we're not going to try it at all. Like when we spent all of preseason, that's what we're working on. And then we finally have the players for it and we decide, nah, (laughs) let's go another way. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I think we're going to go with three in the back. I do, but I I, 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 I can't understand why they wouldn't try the diamond when they finally got the two pieces up top that kind of made them go to the 442 diamond.
3: And one last thing I'll uh, mention real quick is that that helps go out. Cause ahead. I think one of the big problems, like if you look at the individual goals, Yedlin has been a big liability tracking back. Cause a lot of the goals yes. that we've conceded have been, um have been counterattacks. So I think that helps Yedlin a lot because he's running up and down doing suicides all damn day. And, mm-hmm. and especially that – I think when I first noticed this was that goal against um, Chicago with Kai Kamara scoring. And he's like – he's Kai Kamara's gassed. old as shit. And, but Yellen is gassed. And yeah, is the, yeah, and yeah. yeah. he's gassed you know, he, at that point. Forget so about it. So he's not tracking back. And I think that frees up Yellow a lot more because you have three in the back and you have a lot more help back there. So yeah. he can be helped out a lot more and he can actually track back and he's not exhausted by like the end of the game where we concede a lot of goals or at least we did in the first part.
0: Right. So so, um, so closing it out. So closing it out, Calypso, what do you so you 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 think very highly and positive of this trade? You think that this is this might help us, I guess, uh propel into uh, into greener pastures coming up this season.
3: The more I think about it, at first I was unsure, but the more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. Cause like I said, Duke and there as much as I left them, they were underperforming. This guy is a baller in the back. It changes yeah. up our formation and helps us out. Cause we were kind of doing a um we're kind of just like taped it was like a taped together formation it was like whatever we had but i think the the new potential formation fits a lot better what we have and then on top of the other piece that we have coming in that are pretty much already done i think it helps a, a lot are we gonna be perfect absolutely not we're gonna yeah. still concede goals but i think as long as we fix that part and we put i think we should bench um uh, Martinez for the, at least the next game. and put Borgian up there because our problem hasn't been, in my opinion, too much the defense in the midfield. It's been the attack. That's our big, 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 big problem. We could see yeah. one or two. The last couple of games, we we've conceded, we only lost like one or two goals. But if we score one or two goals, and that's one point, that's a win, that's a tie here and there, and we're yeah. not in the dire situation that we are right now. Yeah, uh, I
2: mean, I, I don't think our defenses look as good as the stats say. And uh, I also think that the the loss of Gregory, even though technically he didn't assist in the offense, the fact that we had Mota and Duke playing so far back and kind of hesitating to push up to assist in the offense because they needed to make sure that they held it down for Gregory's absence also kind of hurt us defensively. And Yedlin and Negri being up there, but having to worry about coming back so often because nobody was filling in those holes also. So I felt like Gregory was a very vital part to our offense without really participating in the offense if that mm-hmm. makes any yeah. sense yeah so I, I do think that that was a big loss but um we're pushing up against the end here because chris and i are going to be back at nine o'clock to talk miami fusion with joe shaw uh so anything else that you want to tell the people calypso tell the people where they can find you calypso
3: it's right about the student of entity at cf we're actually probably going to record tonight so that should be up by at the latest Friday, if it's not if you don't see it up tomorrow, it'll be up on Friday. Uh, me and Bernie are probably gonna record nice. it. and we're gonna talk a lot of the same things. We're gonna talk about not only the Dallas game but the trade and all that other stuff. So, yeah, come check us out. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. La Ventanita is yeah, still man. the best name in the game. <laughs> and I will I will <laughs> always say this: I will not take credit for the name. Bernie came up with it. I will never take credit for that. <laughs>
2: still the best name in the game. <laughs> all right, man. Easy, thanks guys. for joining us, and we'll talk oh. to you later. All mm-hmm. right, so all right, Chris, gonna be back on in
0: fifteen. Anything else for the people, guys? Stick around. There's only fifteen minutes left. Go take a crap, drink a little bit of coffee. I'm come talking back on the 9 trade, o'clock. man. The trade, the trade. Anything no, else about the trade? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. Let, let it cook.
2: For are, are, a are, you days. are you good? Are you good? Are, do you feel a little better? Are you? Are we good? I feel you knew that Bryce was gonna it, be on the bench anyway. He wasn't gonna be starting coming up, so he was gonna be on the bench. So you're not missing watching his blue eyes on the field like that's done. You weren't going to see them anyway. No long sleeve shirt anymore. No more long sleeve shirts. We now have a true center back next to Kristoff. We got two solid anchors back there in front of Drake, which, by the way, congrats, got called up to the U.S. men's national team. You know, I was watching that video when they announced it, and I was wondering, like, I wonder if he's going to thank his teammates because if it's not for his defense being so bad, he wouldn't have been able to <laughs> like, kind of showcase – his gold, like his gold stopping abilities, right? Like, so I thought he might like, hey, thanks guys for allowing so many through balls and one-on-one situations where I could show off my skills. (laughs) So, but unfortunately he didn't say that. That's what I was looking forward to. But uh, congratulations to him. I I think it's awesome. I'm glad that he's getting that recognition because he is a, he is, he should be the captain moving forward, but that's a conversation we'll have next week. Anything else, Chris, about the trade?
0: I feel a little bit better about it. The guys in the chat were amazing today. Yes, they made appreciate me appreciate Matthew a lot and better about Pejogne. it. Yes. And uh, and one thing I do want to say is I do feel a little bit better about the trade, not that great. Okay, we'll give it a couple a couple days, let it simmer. All right, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. It's gonna be
2: all good. It's gonna be all good now. Again, we'll be back at 9 o'clock live on YouTube to talk to Joe Shaw about the history that he has. He has a podcast where he talks just Miami Fusion history. He has guests on that used to be on the team and the coach, Ray Hudson, and all of them. So we're going to talk to him, have some fun with him. So if you care about Miami Fusion or you just have nothing to do later on, go ahead, join us live at 9 o'clock. Until then, have a good one, and we'll see you guys later.
0: Later.